What's up guys? I hope you all are having a wonderful day and if not then you've come to the right place because this is the Mental Revival Podcast. I'm your host Marco Tyner and I just want to thank you guys for tuning in because this is the podcast where lives begin to change. Whether you're looking for encouragement, motivation, healing, love, or laughter, the Mental Revival Podcast has it all because we're allowing God and His Word to transform our minds and way of thinking. If you guys love what you're hearing, be sure to like or download this video and don't forget to share it with your friends and family. And without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Yes, guys, I'm very excited to present this episode to you all because this is a continuation of the previous episode. This is a continuation of the right circle part two. And the reason that is, is because God had to let me know that I left out some key points. I left out some key details about friends and friendships in our circle that need to be discussed. You know, previously we talked about, you know, friends being there for you during your storm. And if those friends are there for you, then you have to be there for them during their storms. And in order to attract those good friends, those godly friends, those positive friends, you have to step out on faith and you have to be that friend. But as God revealed these things to me, I became very excited. I became very pumped. And I was so eager to get in front of you all and share what God had put on my heart. Because this, these is the things that we go through as people. This is the sauce. This is the juice. This is what we really deal with when it comes to selecting our friends and our current friendships. So without further ado, we're going to hop right into this. And the first thing that God revealed to me is that all company and all friends aren't good friends. All company and all friends aren't good friends. So I said, well, God, what do you mean? You know, point me to the scripture. I need facts. God pointed me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, where it says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. It says bad company corrupts good character. And that's pretty straightforward. You know, some friends are there for you during your storm, but are they the right friend to be there for you during your storm? When you're in that place of the desert, when you're in that place of uncertainty, that place of trouble, that place of trial, what type of friends are you allowing to be in that desert with you? What type of friends are you allowing to be in that storm with you? You see, when you have good friends, they're able to encourage you. They're able to point you to God. They're able to uplift you and pour into you positive things that help you come out of that storm stronger than ever, more faithful to God than ever. Those are the type of friends you need in that storm. But what happens when you have the opposite of that? What happens when you have those friends that corrupt you? What happens when you have those friends that are just bad company during your storm? You see, when you're in the storm, some of those friends should not be with you in that storm. Some of those friends corrupt your faith and your response to different kind of trials. Some of your friends will corrupt your faith and your response to the different type of trials you're going through. So we as people know that we have to have faith in God. We have to look at the positive. We have to become better with our storms. We have to go through it so we can develop our character and become stronger. But if you have the wrong type of friends, if you have that bad company, as scripture says, it will corrupt your good character. It will corrupt what you already know. It will corrupt that foundation of what you know is right, and it will lead you into something that is wrong. Some of your friends may say, hey, I know you're stressed. Let's just smoke and worry about it later. 
hey, let's go out for a drink. Hey, let's go party. Hey, let's go do X, Y, and Z. That is bad company because they're taking you away from what you know and putting you in a situation into something that makes the situation, the storm, and the trial even worse. And then you're left dealing with those consequences. You're left picking up those pieces from the storm plus the additional pieces that you gained with that bad company. You see, bad company will corrupt your faith from what you believe, from what you know is right, and it will corrupt your response. Now, this response may be knowingly or unknowingly from that friend. They may lead you to what is wrong on purpose or by accident simply because they don't know. But when you listen to those type of friends, that bad company, they will pressure you or entice you to do things that will put you in a worse situation where you're left dealing with those consequences. So let's say I'm going through a storm right now and I have bad company around me. That bad company may do nothing more but entice me to do things that may damage my faith. They may entice me to do things that damage my spirit, that damage my mind, that damage my heart. And when it damages that foundation of what I know is right, it starts to build a new foundation of wrong. It starts to build a new way of thinking. It starts to build a new way of responding to situations. So instead of praying and fasting and looking for encouragement and motivation, my new response may be to smoke when I'm stressed. My new response may be to drink when I'm stressed. My new response may be to just ignore the problems and pretend that they don't exist when I'm dealing with these storms and trials. You see, bad company may lead you into new responses and they may destroy your faith without you realizing it. Now, this isn't saying that you should just ignore all bad people or all bad company because we as people are called to spread good news. We're called to bring people to God. We're called to uplift people. We're called to motivate them and those type of things. So we shouldn't pretend that they just don't exist. But you should take caution and use discernment when they're talking to you and giving you advice. So, again, if those type of friends are saying, hey, let's smoke or hey, don't worry about it. Hey, let's drink. It'll solve itself. You need to take caution when listening to that type of advice because you're slowly replacing your godly foundation with a fleshly foundation, with a foundation from the devil, with a foundation that damages your faith, that damages your response. And those type of responses will put you in the worst situation that you are in before. Remember, your love of God should change the world and those around you. The world and those around you shouldn't change your love for God. So that bad company should not change your response and it should not change your good character. Your good character, your good spirit, your good heart should be able to change those around you. They should not have an impact on your life. You see, if you want good friends and a good circle, you have to get rid of the bad ones so you can attract more good ones and so you can make good ones. There's a quote that I came across while researching this. It simply says, show me your friends and I will show you your future. Most people can just look at your friends and tell the type of person that you are. When people look at my friends, I want them to see that I'm a man who strives to be successful. I'm a man who strives to be in a stronger relationship with God. I'm a man who strives to impact and make positive change within this world. I don't need people to look at my friends and say, oh, they're going to run away from their problems. Oh, they're going to smoke and drink and they're going to do all these things that don't matter. I need people to be able to look at my friends and see strength, not weakness. Now, the second thing God revealed to me was that all friends aren't your friends. You see, some people come in disguises, a.k.a. wolves in sheep clothing. And that is the biggest one. That's one of the ones I feel like a lot of people post on social media, fake friends, friends that stab you in the back, people that will betray you. 
a lot of us have friends that are just really wolves in sheep clothing. Proverbs 27.6 tells us that wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. I'm going to focus on that second half of this scripture because we're going to come back to this. It says an enemy multiplies kisses. You see, some of us have those friends that are praying, but on our downfall. Some of us have those friends that are pushing us to give up or give in. Some of us have those friends that are rooting for us to fail and mess up. I hope you guys see what I did there. They try to cover up their bad motives with good things. And this is what that scripture means when it says kisses from the enemy. Because these friends are nothing more but from the devil. They are kisses from the enemy. What I mean by kisses, they use positivity to cover up their bad motives. So again, those friends that are praying, a good thing but they're praying on your downfall, a bad motive. Those friends that are pushing us, a good thing, but they're pushing you to give up or give in. Those friends that are rooting for you, a good thing, they're rooting for you to fail and mess up, a bad motive. See, a lot of those people are just disguising their motive. They're disguising the fact that they want you to fail. They're disguising the fact that they don't like the new you. They don't like the new life that you're living. They're disguising all these things by using kisses, by using good things. They disguise their pleasure of seeing you give up with encouragement. They disguise their desire of wanting to see you fail with cheering. They disguise, they disguise their motive of wanting to see you fail with prayer. And that's what wolves in sheep clothing mean. They don't want to see you happy in your new life with God. They don't want to see you prosper unless you're doing the things they are. They don't want to see you living this new positive, encouraging, and fruitful life that others are impacted by. They hate that. It makes their skin crawl. It makes their stomach turn upside down. They're wolves in sheep clothing. What they would do is try to distract, discourage, and destroy the new purpose that God has for you. They're wolves in sheep clothing. But lucky for us as people, God has given us the key to avoiding these wolves from entering our life. And the key to that is simply observation, awareness, and understanding. Matthew chapter 7 Verses 15 through 7 tells us to watch out, excuse me, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit, you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. So again, this is Jesus talking telling us to watch out for false prophets, watch out for false friends, watch out for false people, because they come to you in sheep's clothing. They come and pretend they're just like you, but on the inside, they have a deeper motive. On the inside, they're ferocious wolves, but God gave us the secret. We have to recognize them by the fruit they bear, and when he says fruit, he means their actions, their words. You have to pay attention to the things they do, because good fruit, good people, will produce good results. Bad fruit and bad people will produce bad results. Those things can't be faith forever. So you have to ask yourself, are your friends loving your new life of God? Do they show joy when you receive blessings? Is there a peace when you guys hang out? You see, those are friends of good fruit. They show love, they show joy, and there's a peace between you all. But when you have friends that carry bad fruit, they're hateful, they're envious and jealous. There's a discord and disturbance. You see, with that hatefulness, they hate 
your new life with Christ. They're envious and jealous when you receive blessings and good things. And there's a discord and disturbance within your spirit when you guys hang out. That is nothing more but a wolf in sheep's clothing. And that's nothing more than something from the devil. Because the devil doesn't want to see you prosper. He doesn't want to see you succeed. He wants to see you fail. And he wants to see your downfall. And he will laugh at you. But the way he gets to you is through friends, through wolves in sheep clothing. They come with the motive, but they cover it up with a godly thing. They're praying on your downfall, but they cover it up with prayer. They're waiting for you to fail, but they're cheering you on at the same time. So we have to be aware. We have to use that discernment to determine whether or not these people are bearing good fruit and bad fruit. And with that discernment, you have to pay attention to their words and actions. And finally, last but not least, the third thing that you should be paying attention to with your friends is whether or not they're pushing you to do better and they're correcting you when you're wrong. There's a quote I came across on social media where it simply says, surround yourself with people that push you to do better. No drama or negativity. Just higher goals and higher motivation. Good times and positive energy. No jealousy or hate. Simply bringing out the best in each other. That's what your friendships should boil down to. Yes, it's cool to have fun. Yes, it's cool to joke around. Yes, it's cool to laugh. But at the end of the day, are you pushing me to be better? Are you pushing me towards my godly purpose? Are you pushing me to be a better person? Even if I become better than you, are you pushing me to be the best? Because this is what a true friendship looks like. A true friendship is being able to push each other forward without any hate, without any motives, without any jealousy. True friendship is wanting to see other people prosper, even if that person surpasses you. That's the key. You see, a lot of people want their friends to succeed, but they don't want them to go past their level. A lot of people want to see their friends go up, but they don't want them to go up higher than them. You see, in my circle, in my friends, I don't care if you're at a higher level than me. I don't care if you're at a bigger purpose than me. I'm rooting you on. I'm happy for you. There's no jealousy or envy because at the end of the day, my friendships are doing nothing more but pushing each other to get better. Even if we surpass one another, there will be no hate. There will be no discord. There will be no envy or jealousy. It's nothing more but joy, happiness, and just overall glad that they're at a new level. You see, I want my friends to be on the same page. I want them to be on the same level as me or levels ahead of me. And another thing, if I see you at a level you shouldn't be, or if I see you making a mistake, I'm going to encourage you to do better. I'm going to encourage you to stop making that mistake. I'm going to help you avoid that mistake. And that is the key thing. You see, when you see your friends doing wrong, you should be able to correct them and vice versa. Scripture says, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. So we went over how the enemy multiplies kisses, but wounds from a friend can be trusted. You see, when my friends come to correct me, I have to trust that they're doing this for my good, that they're doing this to see me be a better person, that they're doing this so I can elevate and achieve a higher calling. I have to be vulnerable in that situation. I have to be submissive in that situation because it's easy to take correction and feel like there's hatred. It's easy to take correction and feel like there's jealousy or a deeper motive behind it. But when you're my friend and you're in my circle, and the same thing for you guys, if you have friends in your circle, you should trust that whenever they tell you something, 
It's to help you become better. It's not to degrade you. It's not to hurt your feelings. It's not to just criticize you, but it's to encourage and help uplift you. It's to help you achieve a better purpose. It's to help you achieve a better way of doing things. It's to push you to even be better than me. That's what your friends have to do. They should push you to do better and correct you when you're wrong. And you have to be able to accept that correction without getting mad, without getting jealous, without getting envious. That's a key thing as well. Your friends have to be able to correct you without you feeling some type of way, without you getting in your feelings, without you feeling like they're hating. Because if you want to call that person your friend, then you have to trust that whenever they correct you, whenever they give you constructive criticism, it's for your good. It's not to tear you down. So at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, just be aware of the people that you have around you and that the people you're calling your friends. Start today. Do a circle check. Do a friendship check. Start looking at the people you call friends. Is their bad company corrupting your good character? If so, that's a red flag. You may need to cut them off. Are they wolves in sheep clothing? Do they try to, do they try to show their motives through jokes? And that's something that a lot of people do. They joke and say, ah, that won't work. Ah, you're going to fail at that. You need to be aware of that because that may be a red flag as well. They have a deeper motive and they don't want to see you succeed, but they cover it up with something nice. Check that as well. And most importantly, do your friends push you to do better? And are they able to correct you when you're wrong? Yes, it's okay to have fun. Yes, it's okay to laugh. We're not called to be boring. We're called to live. But in the same sense, when you live, are you able to take correction and are you able to correct your friends as well? Are you able to push your friends to do better, even if they surpass a level that's better than where you're at? That's the definition of a true friend. So I hope this guy, I hope this was a help for someone. I hope this was able to help someone identify what a real friend is, to appreciate the friends that do exemplify this, or to help someone cut ties off with a friend that's corrupting their good character. If you guys like what you heard, be sure to share with your friends and family. Be sure to subscribe and turn on post notifications. And without further ado, see you guys on the next episode. Peace.